Hello, everybody. My name is Abby Murphy. Welcome back to the That's Life podcast. I'm also your host, so not only am I Abby Murphy, but I'm also your host, which means I can do two things at one time, which is, like, really crazy. Um, If you're new here, this is a podcast dedicated to walking through the transitions of life through a Christian lens, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing today, and I kind of just want to jump right in because this is a thought that is, like, super duper fresh on my mind, as in I'm experiencing it right now, and I mean, I have for a while, um, but... I don't know. I just, I want to share it because I feel so often we go through life just going to the next thing and going to the next thing. Um, or we kind of start out like slow and a slow pace and a good schedule. And then we kind of squeeze more things in places where we have rest in our schedule to where that becomes the normal. And then whenever we try to go back to that restful state, we feel like we're not doing anything. Um, that's what I've been feeling a lot is just like constantly needing to fill up my schedule or else I get anxious. I'm like, what do I do? And I think part of that is because um, I, my tendency when I don't have anything to do is to just move my body in some way. I really struggle with like sitting and being still and uh, I have just a fresh two hours to rest and I chose not to do that. I went to the gym. Now, is it good to go to the gym? Yeah. But I've already moved enough today, and I know that. And so I just kind of went to the gym and left, and I'm like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel anxious about being still? I don't, I, I don't understand it. Like, I constantly am like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I wish I could just rest. I wish I could just rest. Like, and then when I get the opportunity, I don't use it. And so I can't complain and I can't sit here in life and be like, oh, I just wish I had more free time. Like, I would get so much more sleep or I would get so much more rest. Like, I'm given this free time and I choose it to give more energy. And if I don't, then I'm sitting alone in my thoughts and I'm stressed. Now, is every day like this? No. And majority of days are really, really great. Majority of days, I love what I'm doing and really have worked hard to have a mindset of and everything you do do it for the lord whether that be waiting in lines like waiting for food or you know doing something that doesn't even seem like it could be used for the lord like i don't know maybe you flip burgers or make smoothies or work at some like bank or something those are all things that you can find joy in and work for the lord and i feel like i have that mentality in majority of the things that i do but some days it's just like oh, I just want to rest. I just want to rest. And then we're given these opportunities of rest and we sit, and I say we meaning me, I don't know if anyone else can relate, but we sit in this place of like, I don't want to be alone. I don't have anything to do. How can I fill up this time? Rather than just accepting the time that we have to rest and using that and allowing our bodies to restore and replenish so that whenever we do have things to do, we can go out and do it with the best of our abilities. Um, And so that's what I kind of am experiencing right now. And honestly, this past week, so usually I start out the podcast with like a little life update and you know, whatever, but I feel like this whole thing is going to kind of be a life update. So I just want to jump right into the prayer and go ahead and speak what the Lord has placed on my heart. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for um, 
placing this on my heart and not even making me feel sad about it, but giving me the urge and the desire and the fire to want to share this and tell people about it in hopes that it can help them. Lord, I pray I connect to you. Um, I pray that I reignite some sort of special spark within the relationship between you and me, within the relationship between the person listening in you and um, them in you as well. Lord, make yourself known in this place today on this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. School's been amazing. Everything's been amazing. Um, And one thing that kind of struck me today I was thinking, I was like, the earth is beautiful. It's the world that's evil. Like the earth, the planet, the places that we get to see, the, even the people that like, like people are beautiful. They're made in God's God's image. Like people are beautiful. Everything in this earth is beautiful, but this world is evil. And so we're placed in this evil world expected to do all of these things. And if we don't have the mindset to do it for the Lord and do it for the greater purpose, then we're going to do it for the world, which is evil. Thus, we are doing things for evil. And so I just finished Revelation and this all, I think this all is just kind of hitting me because I've never read Revelation before, which is the last chapter in the Bible for those of you um, that don't know. And Revelation is basically about the end of time, uh, how the world ends just very bluntly. That's and that's why I haven't read it because I've just always been too scared and I've heard stories and you know whatever but I kind of I kind of wanted to read it like how you take the ACT the first time if you don't know what the ACT is it's like the test that you get a grade to get into college which by the way I don't know other people will tell you otherwise I wouldn't stress about it I I don't know I'm not the best test taker I got an average score and I'm I'm fine I don't know. I guess it depends, like, what school you want to get into, but from one theater kid to another, don't stress. You're too blessed to be stressed. That's a side note. Anyways, I I read Revelation kind of like how you take the ACT for the first time or the SAT or whatever standardized test the first time that you take, just as, like, a blanket, just, I'm going to read this and see, like, just very generally not look too deep into it. And I'm glad I had that mindset about it because it's a lot. And if I got too nitpicky, uh, like I do with like the gospel, like the gospels or um, the parables or things in the Bible that are like shorter stories, which I encourage you to look those up. You can just type in the parables on Google or the, the gospel um, on Google and you can kind of search into that or get the Bible app. Um, but with those, they're, they're stories we grew up knowing they're not lighthearted. They're very, very deep, but Revelation is just another level of deep. And so you can kind of get really, really into and search into the crevices of like other Bible stories. But with Revelation, for me right now, where I am, never having read it, I just wanted to read it very generally. And I'm glad that I did because it really put things into perspective for me of, oh my gosh, like, this could all end in a minute and I don't want to sit here and say I filled up every single like every single minute of my day and that's how I accomplished what I needed to accomplish like when you go up to heaven God's not going to be like oh great job you 
used every single second of your day and didn't allow yourself to rest because you just kept pushing yourself to get everything you needed to get done for what? For me? Or for whatever reason you're doing the things that you're doing? Example, um, I find that I have a tendency to just push myself in workouts and I mean y'all know this and I always use this as an example but I feel like it's a really good example because majority of people have some sort of relationship with working out um but and you could also apply this in reverse to not working out I guess too but I have a tendency whatever your tendency is to go overboard on things whether that's you know whatever um mine's working out which can be used as a very good thing and a very good tool to keep up with your body but if I keep doing it and keep pushing myself and keep filling up that free time with moving my body God's not gonna like I'm losing the focus of why I'm doing what I'm doing and God's not going to be like, wow, you worked out a lot. You know, that's not, that's not like a, it's a silly kind of way to think about it, but I mean, it it helps in the long run. And so uh, basically this week I've just been reading Revelation and really thinking about that in just ways of like, what is all of this for and who am I doing it for? And so I've had a lot of anxiety this past week, which I, I've never struggled with anxiety unless it's like eating disorder related, but I've never struggled with just like general anxiety. But for some reason, like two days out of this week have just been like so anxious, like I've been so anxious. And I think honestly, I think part of it is because of caffeine because I've been drinking coffee on like an empty stomach in the morning. And honestly, I really think that plays into it. I don't know. Maybe if you know more about that, then just like fill me in. But I don't know. But some like something little will just set me off and then it'll spiral and I'll just keep thinking about all of these different things and then let myself just load it on and I'll just shell up and become quiet and just think and think and get deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole of my own thoughts that the Lord hasn't placed in me, but the devil is good and the devil knows your weaknesses. And so it's kind of like when one thing, it's like, I, I feel like it's like a, what are those called? It's like the Newton's cradles where like you hold one ball and then it like hits the other ball out and then it like keeps going back and forth and like never stops. Like you're pulling that first ball back. The moment you release it, it's going to shoot through all the way through your entire body to where it don't just go back and forth. These thoughts just go back and forth, back and forth. And that's what I feel like. Like I feel like I'm just like when I hit these little like anxious episodes, I feel like I'm just stuck and it just, my thoughts just keep going back and forth and, and I'll think of one thought and then go to another one and go to another one. Then I'll circle back around to the first thought and then it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's about just silly things that I know, I know will work themselves out. Like life works out how it's supposed to if you stay true to what the Lord has placed on your heart, who the Lord has has prepared you to be. Um, but it's like, how do we achieve? Like, it's very easy for me to sit here and be like, trust in the Lord and all your anxieties will go away. Like, 
we treat anxiety as, and I heard this in a podcast somewhere, I, I don't know where, but we treat anxiety as almost like a default if you don't have enough faith. Like, oh, just have more faith and your anxiety will go away. Like, anxiety is a mental illness just as an eating disorder is, just as an addiction is, like alcoholism or drugs. Like, anxiety is something that takes over you. Like, that's why there's medications and that's why there's things. And whatever your thoughts are, whatever your stances are on, like, antidepressants or, you know, whatever, that that's not what I'm here to discuss. What I'm here to discuss is worries and anxiety and us allowing ourselves to be taken over by that to where it becomes a mental illness. And I think that I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, obviously, I'm not saying that like prayer and turning yourself to the Bible and turning yourself to the Lord like doesn't help. That is where we should start. That is going to be the thing that changes us 100%. The Lord is going to save us from any of our problems. And I don't doubt that his power is so mighty that he could instantly just poof, take away all of our worries and troubles at the drop of a hat. However, he allows these things to help us rely on him and he has placed practical things in this world for us so that we are able to use tactics, um, things that we relate to, outlets like music or therapy or drawing or running or, you know, this, that, and the other. He allows us to use those things to be a healthy release from these anxieties. I am so pro-therapy and it's because I feel like the Lord has like given you someone to be an audible, uh, straight up scholarly uh, advice giving person to help you with your struggles. Now, if you just solely rely on that person, you're not going to accomplish what you need to accomplish. But it's like a it's like a duo. Your foundation. I've preached this so many times. Your foundation is the Lord. Start there. Start with prayer. Prayer shouldn't be the last resort. I hate. I don't want to say hate. I dislike the saying. Well, all we can do is pray, because it sounds like a last resort. Like start with prayer. That's where we start, and then the Lord will guide us where we need to go next. Um, so. I have a couple of verses for just like when I when I feel anxious or when I feel like I need to just go 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 and I am scared to sit in my own thoughts. Um, this is Matthew chapter six verse thirty four. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. And then Philippians four chapter or chapter four verse six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer. And supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Proverbs fourteen twelve. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Matthew six thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. There are so many verses here about anxiety and about submitting yourself to the Lord first, and. I'm not saying your problems aren't valid, obviously, but I'm saying we can't sit here and allow ourselves to be taken over by this anxiety if we haven't done what is expected of us. 
when we have these anxious thoughts, we must instantly turn to the Lord, talk to the Lord about it. Now, you don't have to be like, dear Jesus, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, when I, I was in Eros getting a smoothie bowl and I just got so anxious for no reason. And what set me off was that I didn't like my smoothie bowl. Like literally that was it. I had a taste and I was like, oh, I, I don't really like this. And then it just boom, like just something so silly. And I just started thinking of like, oh, well, if I don't eat, then I'm not staying on track. And then, oh, and then if I'm not staying on track, then I'm not going to be able to be good in school. And if I'm not being able to be good in school, then blah, 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 blah. And it keeps going. And then I go back and I'm like, well, just eat, just eat. And then it's like, well, why aren't you eating? And it, it just keeps going. And I let myself, I allow myself to stray from the person who stills my mind. And it's like, like, I can't even put it into words how I allow myself to get to that point. And so that's kind of what happened today was like, okay, I have two hours before my next class and I'm going to go to the gym and I guess I'll just stay at the gym for those two hours. And then it was like, I really don't want to stay at the gym for those two hours, but what am I going to do if I don't? I'm just going to sit and I don't want to, I don't want to sit because I've been anxious lately and I feel like I'll get anxious if I just sit. I feel like I'll be worried if I just sit. Not once in those thoughts did I ever even think about talking to the Lord about it. Not once did I ever say, hey God, I'm really confused on what I do with this open space of time and I'm afraid it's going to make me anxious if I'm by myself, but I know I need rest. Like, I know you're telling me I need rest. Like, those thoughts that you feel when you know something that you should do deep down, like, oh, I know I should do this, but I fully believe that that's the Lord talking to you. Now, this is just a opinion of mine, I guess, but I really truly do. Um, and it's hard and it's a practice. You've got to practice it. It's not just going to instantly happen. You have to pray constantly for those things. Be specific in your prayers. Lord, help me to turn to you first whenever anxiety strikes and if anxiety is something you've struggled with for a long time in your life I'm so sorry um and I'm here to tell you you're not alone and I'm here to tell you that there's so many people that have their own struggles and I if you haven't ever struggled with anxiety before in your life that's great but I I feel like majority of people have at least had a couple anxious seasons or some anxious times where you just feel so out of control. But that's the thing. We have to look at feeling out of control as a blessing. We can't look at feeling out of control as fear because that's when we let the devil get into our minds. When we release control of our lives to the Lord, that's the greatest feeling in the world. If you think about like, like roller coasters or like rides, like you get on and you're like bracing up and you're like super, super, super nervous. The moment the ride goes, you have no more control of where you are or what you're doing for that whole ride. But you end up feeling amazing. You know what I mean? It's like we build up so much anxiety and the moment that it just lets go, we feel free. You can't even think, you know what I mean? Like there's so much adrenaline, there's so much happiness and like uh, 
endorphins that are just bursting out of you. You get off of that ride, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did that. That requires trust in the safety of the ride. That requires trust in the foundation of how it was built. All of these things apply directly to your relationship with God. Like if we allow ourselves to get it while we're waiting in the line, right? We're all waiting in a line to essentially get to heaven. While we're waiting in this line, if we let these thoughts just creep in and creep in and creep in, we're going to feel that pre-roller coaster feeling about everyday tasks. But if we have the mentality of I'm on this roller coaster and I'm trusting the foundation of what it is on then we're going to have that free, life-giving feeling, that adrenaline rush of life. Life should be joyful. We are here to serve the Lord. Like, hallelujah. How crazy amazing is that? And I, and I really like the use of the roller coaster, especially because so often, like I say, your relationship with God is like a roller coaster and the fact that it's going to have ups and downs But your life is like a roller coaster in the fact that you have to release control in order for you to feel that adrenaline rush, to feel that happiness and release of anxiety. Now, we're releasing this control to be able to do it for the Father and not not to receive a feeling for ourselves. I want to make that very clear. Like, your motivation for serving the Lord should not be for yourself. Um, and that's something I struggle with. If I'm being honest, it's like, we are blessed so much by the Lord. How can I not as evil human minded as I am think, oh, well, I want to get close to God so that I can feel good about myself or so that I can be relieved of this stress or if I can blah, 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 blah. Now, these are all bonuses, I guess, for lack of better words. These are all great things that come along with it but the sole foundation of why we should serve the lord is because he saved us he is saving us constantly he god gave his son for us and that in and of itself is why i worship that is why i praise the heavenly father um so that's something to think about and then once you have that foundation there are practical ways in life that um these things have helped me and honestly, uh, I think doing things, having things in your back pocket, in your little toolbox to pull out of uh, when you're experiencing like anxious times, I think is a great thing to have. So I'm just going to give you a couple to add to your toolbox and kind of experiment and see what works best for you. So honestly, this popped into my head like literally right before I started this podcast, but I was like, oh, that's good. I think the general idea when anxiety strikes, remember the three R's, rest, reset, and restore. So often we just work ourselves up to the point to where we just have to rest. If you start without rest and you know your tendencies, like you're never away from yourself. You know how yourself works. The Lord created you in a way and the closer that you are with him, the closer that you will be with yourself and you'll know. So um, once you start to learn these tendencies of or these, I guess, triggers of um, anxiety, uh, it'll get easier and easier and easier for you to rest and know when you need rest, which is 
what happened to me today. I said, okay, well, I'm at the gym and I haven't been here long, but I know I need rest or else I'm not going to be able to go through the rest of this day with a positive, happy, open mind and be with people um, and pour into them in the way that I should. So that that is some motivation, I guess, for you to say, um, you know, it, it does get better and it will get better. Uh, so rest, the first R, rest. Um, the Bible constantly talks about rest. Genesis chapter 2 verses 2 and 3 it talks about God resting from his work um Exodus chapter 20 verses 8 through 10 it talks about remembering the Sabbath keeping it holy Sabbath like people were still people did no work which is so crazy later on in the gospel when Jesus performs these miracles on the Sabbath because like no one's supposed to do anything on the Sabbath like it's rest you know um but rest is just so heavily emphasized during this time uh also in Exodus chapter 33 verses 12 through 14 um it said I will go with you and give you rest like we are not on our own in this you know we don't rest isn't a release from God rest isn't a oh, I'm going to take a minute and be on my own and rest. It's a, I'm going to take a minute and be with the Father and rest. Because he is love. He is stillness. He is not hurry. Um, it, it says God is love. I'm reading a book right now, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Homer. And he says something along the lines in his book of God is love. Love is not fast you know, love is not hurry, so God is not hurry, and that kind of was like, oh, that's right, and even if you have a busy schedule, and even if you have, um, maybe you don't have these times of rest in your schedule, and you're just go, 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 and you're like, oh, I really want this rest, and you don't struggle with sitting alone in those quiet moments, but you can't seem to find rest, I will go with you and give you rest. I will go with you. You have the schedule. He's going to come along with you and help you feel that rest. I was talking to my voice teacher a little bit about just like this musical theater world that I'm venturing into is so in what I think um, like opposite of everything that the Bible preaches because, you know, it's it's constantly like on the go auditions auditions do this do this stay here go here do this class take this class prepare for this like you're always searching for the next job like you're never too safe in whatever job you have um and I feel like that's a lot of jobs today especially with social media but she kind of was like well you know when you think about it first of all there's a lot more Christian uh, performers out there than we think which I'm excited to learn more about and to get to know those people Um, but also you can find rest in any occupation, in any job. You just have to have your intentions right. And I've learned a lot about intentions this year. Um, but yeah, I think that was something to kind of realize is like any job, like humans are busy. We're all busy and it's not a competition. It's not like, it's it's been placed that like almost being busy is like an accomplishment like oh I'm so busy I didn't get to eat today or whatever like good job you know like why is it a and I'm guilty of this as well but like why is it an accomplishment you know um ah what it was on I think I think it was Jonathan Bacluda podcast becoming something but he was like if anything 
being overworked is a sign of not being scheduled because you're allowing yourself oh sorry oh that was my voice teacher huh I was just talking about you um but that's a sign of not being able to manage your time and to know yourself well and pushing yourself to the limits thus creating anxiety because you don't have time to spend with your with your stillness um so rest is where we start and then we reset so in that rest we're going to replenish reset clear our minds galatians chapter 2 verse 20 i've been crucified with christ and it is no longer i who live but christ lives in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me so this is a biblical example of literally christ dying allowing us to be made new so if you're like how can i reset like i'm too deep into this anxiety cycle the lord gave his son to make us new constantly that is the miracle if you're looking for an example or for a biblical way of like oh well it doesn't talk about restoring or, I mean, it doesn't talk, yeah, it doesn't talk about resetting yourself in the Bible. Right there! The crucifixion story. You are made new through Christ when you accept him into your life. So that right there is how you reset. Realize, okay, who am I made for? I am made for the ultimate creator of the world. He can, he can reset my mind to start over at any moment any moment but it's us who have to choose that and ask for that delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart i truly believe that the lord gives all of us the desire to want to turn away from our sin i mean anxiety is a sin just as any anything else that i've mentioned any struggle is a sin um because it's a result of not trusting in the father of not releasing control ask for forgiveness ask for help ask for a mind to reset and we will constantly be asking for that constantly um so realize that you're human and that it's you're not perfect but also realize like when you know better and you experience things like this um know that it's your choice now and know that the lord knows your heart he knows your thoughts so if he knows you know better then that's something between you and God. You know what I mean? So rest, reset, learn more about yourself, and then restore yourself. Um, go out again. Lit, try again. Restore what what hurt you the first time. Um, that was something coming back to school since my first semester was so hard. I was really, really, really scared. I had rest and resetted over break and I was really, really scared to come back to the place that I fell really hard in. Um, but now I have such great memories. I have, the Lord has allowed me to restore a place that I live in to be a happy, um, I guess connotation, is that the word? Or like have happy feeling t- feelings towards rather than dreaded feelings towards so isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says but those who hope in the lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint 
Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 14. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. For you are the one I praise. So many biblical examples of restoration in the Bible. I literally just looked up verses on rest, verses on resetting, verses on restoration. And these have helped me to be able to share something that I think all of us have at least experienced. So, uh, yeah, first practical thing, rest, reset, and restore. The three R's, just think about it, keep it in your head, keep it in your back pocket. Um, make a list of activities. That's something that has really helped me is like, okay, when I'm feeling anxious or when I'm feeling whatever, or if I feel like I should be going to work out right now, like pull out your little list of activities and see other things that you can do that give you rest away from the thing you usually just try to fill up your time with, whether that be your phone, working out, uh, you know, an obvious one, but like drugs. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I make a list of things. I have books to read. I can make graphics for the podcast. This podcast has been something that is an activity of mine that, um, that's, that's why I'm doing this right now because I know I don't need to work out and I wanted to talk about the feelings that I was feeling. Um, pick up a hobby for specifically when you know you need to rest or you need to rest your mind. Uh, make a list of, of things and you can see maybe possibly with the time you would use to be anxious, you've learned a new hobby, you've learned how to play piano, you've learned how to sew, talk to a friend. Um, that leads me to the next one, accountability. Have someone who can hold you accountable. Um, because it, it takes work to rid yourself of anxieties and to learn to trust in the Lord. My accountability buddy is my boyfriend, my mom, my friends. Um, and they, you can have different accountability buddies for different things. I texted my boyfriend and was like, I don't really feel like being at the gym right now. And he was like, then leave. And then I was like, well, and he was like, you don't need to push yourself. Just leave. And it's like, a tough love situation. It's like, okay, now this person knows that I don't want to be here, but they also know I don't want to be still, yet they're telling me to go be still. If I don't go be still, this person's going to be disappointed in me. Um, and, and I don't want you to let the person's opinion on what you do dictate your life but if it's like a healthy relationship with that person and it's someone who you look up to and you want to be like um then that is an opinion that can help fuel your decisions um in a, in a very healthy way don't rely on that person rely on the lord but allow the lord to place people in your life who push you to be the best you can be if the person isn't pushing you to be better than you were the day before why are you spending your time allowing their opinions on you to dictate how you feel about yourself? Um, and then the last thing that I have is write your brain. This has helped me so much. I've done this ever since I started therapy. My therapist told me to do this. Hi, Jamie, if you're listening. Love you, girl. Um, but when I have these thoughts, it's like I'm having a conversation in my brain with myself, but like two different people and this helped me with the eating disorder because the eating disorder is not yourself so that's a very easy way to have a conversation between two different people um but even in like the anxiety I hear these two different voices just fighting back and forth with each other write it down get it out 
you can rip up the page, you can burn the page, you can keep it. I keep mine because I like to look back on it and see the growth and see how far um, I've come from that moment. Write it down. It can help. And then take a minute away, go back, read it. Um, if it's too soon, don't. Just just write it. See what See what comes up and then maybe reading it will allow you to see how your brain is operating. And then maybe within those words on the page, you can find a root or you can find some sort of spark that allows you to uh, get into a low place. So those are just, those are just a lot of words, but those are some things that have been laid on my heart lately and I really didn't know what I wanted to talk about. I was going to film this podcast yesterday because I had some free time, but I was like, I don't, I don't just want to do it because I have free time. I want to do what I feel like I should talk about and I want to feel something passionately. So I feel like I was given this op- this time as an opportunity rather than um, something to look down on of like, oh, well, you didn't want to be alone because you didn't want to think. Like, yeah, but now I've kind of preached to myself in a way of like I can look at this as an opportunity rather than a downfall um it it produced the podcast that maybe someone needed I know I needed it so often I'm like oh I hope this helps other people I helped myself you know like um I mean the Lord is speaking to me through myself I guess I don't know if that's like allowed I don't know if that's a thing I don't know everything I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out like you guys are but I don't know like speaking this right now I feel like the Lord is talking to myself which I don't want that to sound like self-righteous but I also don't want to come on here and act like I know everything because I don't like that's the whole point of this podcast that's life like we're just figuring it out I'm a 19 year old college student just trying to figure things out and speak to the Lord, speak to others, allow the Lord to speak through me to others. But some days you just, it's just hard and life will get into your brain and you will be anxious or you will have worries or you will feel out of control or this, that, and other. But if you look at feeling out of control as a blessing, which is what I'm going to try to do because I struggle with that so much. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, I've never said that before. I've never said, look at feeling out of control as a blessing. So I kind of dig it. I'm kind of proud, but there are tactics and there are, I don't know if you guys can keep hearing, I keep getting email notifications, which is like kind of killing the vibe. I don't know if you guys can hear it or not, but if you can, that was another email. But what was I saying? Uh, Oh, yeah. But if we start looking at, like, these anxious uh, episodes as ways to better ourselves and to learn more about ourselves and to grow from them, I think we're going to become better people and be able to help other people be better people. Um, Because we're the Lord's creations, and we've fallen real bad. We've fallen real bad. It's time to reignite that childlike faith of anything in this world is possible. 
And I know that's really easy for me to sit here and say when like I'm in this college world and my parents are still in charge of my finances and, you know, I can just go to class and I have things and I don't really have to worry about having a job and, you know, providing for family. Like I don't have a family to provide for. And so it's really easy for me to sit here and say like, oh yeah, forget about all of your worries. But the Bible says to have faith like a child, to have faith size of a mustard seed, like Faith is belief in the things that we cannot see. And I have faith, childlike faith, and I will boldly say I have childlike faith, that the Lord is in charge of anything, anything. And I pray with my whole heart that as I start doing my taxes and getting older and getting a job and looking for things and stressing about things and, you know, having hard times, I pray that I, I keep that mindset because that is, that is it, you know, that's it. That is the faith that we should have. And if it says it in the Bible, gosh darn, I'm going to hold it close to my heart. And I pray that you guys do too. Um, thank you for allowing me to talk to myself and thank you for listening. I hope this helped you in some way. I know it helped me. I feel like I should close in prayer. I don't know. I feel like that's just needed. So I'm going to do that. Bow your heads. Uh, hold open your hands. Put them together. Don't bow your heads. Lay on your floor. Maybe you're driving. I don't know. Whatever it is. In whatever position is comfortable, please let us pray now. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to do it. God, thank you for giving me this time to be able to really think through and kind of not know some things. Um, thank you for humbling me with the struggles and allowing these struggles to push me forward to you because growth with you and a relationship with you is all I could ever ask for. So I thank you for that. Jesus, I pray that as we, um, as listeners and as me, myself, uh, I pray that we continue to walk each day steps closer to you and that we not necessarily push out that anxiety, but look at that anxiety as ways to learn more about ourselves in order to use it to fuel us to become better people. Um, I pray that we look at the release of control as blessing and I pray that we become more Christ-like and have childlike faith every single day. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. So if you have any practical, I feel like that was like total switch, but if you have any practical ways of how you deal with anxiety, let me know in the the that's life pod Instagram. It's at the that's life pod uh, DMs, I want to know, and I kind of want to share them, I won't if you don't want me to, I'll ask before, but I really want to know if you've made it this far into the podcast, DM some practical things that you do to help you with your anxiety, to relieve yourself of, um, the anxiety, and I guess not, practical is not the word, I should use, like, tangible, or, like, things that you can, I don't know, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say, um, but yeah, Thank you guys so much for watching. 
And I really can't wait to share this episode. It's going to take a lot of patience out of me to wait till Friday to post this. I'm filming it on a Tuesday, so you'll see it in a couple days. But I love you guys. Jesus loves you. And that's life.